You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Hey, this is uh, Shane, the host of From the Shadows podcast, and I'm here with Jason, the super producer. Greetings, everybody. And the one and the only resident skeptic, the Ozark Howler. Hey, I'm here. I got a story for almost everything, you know, because I just been on I was on the street for almost 30 years. So I got a story for everything. So if if you got a subject, send it to from the shadows podcast and I'll tell you a story about it. Yeah. Yeah. And for the I guess for those new listeners, the howler has 30 years of being a sheriff, a highway patrolman, uh, air marshal, a homeland security. And, and probably a lifetime of just being an all-around funny dude. So Redneck, uh, man. Redneck. Redneck. So with that, thanks for welcoming, welcoming us onto the Odyssey Radio Network, and we hope that uh, you enjoy the show. I, I got a picture. 
a non a tractor non tractor. We had this farm all M or H or whatever, and we were gonna we burnt wood on this old farmhouse I grew up in. We didn't have any electric heat. We had one baseboard and bathroom to keep the plumbing from freezing, and that was it. The rest of it was all wood, right? Yeah. And my old man was working at the power plant. They were building power plant, and and they were doing, I you know some of them guys you know they had to work sometimes. Set, you know, 12 hours a day, six, seven days a week, you know, for a month or two when they were doing change outs or doing whatever they were doing, you know, outages, they called them. And, but we needed some firewood. So, and it had been muddy. He had all kinds of wood cut down in the woods, and you'd have to go up on, you know, you're on this property, and you had to get in this, this old farm all and, and with a pickup bed trailer. People, people don't even know what a pickup bed trailer is anymore. And you'd drive <laughs> this old tractor through the woods yep. and throw wood in this half what was used to pick up. But we couldn't get the tractor up there because it was too wet. So my old man was a horseman and uh, horses and mules and stuff like that. So we, we, he, he, he's, and I'm not, this is, this, this, it's hard for me to tell. It sounds so crazy. So, he put this pack saddle, and I'm already losing half the audience. But he had a crossbow pack saddle <laughs> that you'd use up in Montana. <laughs> I think you, I listen. I think you're educating half the audience. Okay. I think they're all going to so, go so like, he hey. decided he put this crossbuck pack saddle on this bronc horse, and and told me to lead her up there in the woods, and I'd pack these. I'd I'd take the small wood, and I'd put in these painters. If you people know what painters are, they're the canvas bags that hang off a pack horse. And, and lead that horse down. So now I'm hauling wood, you know, with a, with a horse. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'd walk up there and, you know, I'd, and it's only 60 acres, but it felt like a long way. I had to walk way up in the woods and fill these pack saddles up with 15, 18 pieces of firewood and, and can lead this old bronc down, down the hill back to the house and I'd have to unpack this firewood. Well, about the second or third time, I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get on her when she's empty and I'm going to ride her back up there. Oh, boy. So, yeah. So I jump on this horse and um, on this pack saddle, which is not designed, where I screwed up is I put my feet inside the pa- uh, panniers instead of having to hang over. Okay. Because I was, I was, I was riding her up through the gate. We, I, the gate was open. When I was riding her up to the big field there to get up, you know, through the woods and stuff, she blew up on me. And that's a term that some of your cowboys will understand. She blew up on me and 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 took off up through this brush pile, cedars, woods, and just just no place to be riding a bronc of any uh, substance at all. And I came off of her, but the problem is my right foot got caught in that pan. And she, and she drugged me about 350 yards or 400 yards. Oh my God. Yes. And let me tell you something. You have not, you have not lived on the edge until you have been drugged by a bronc with your foot caught in the damn saddlebag, not pain here, 350 yards through, through, through just the worst brush piled you can oh. even imagine you know what i mean just blackberries and and oh, it was normally we just normally to get up there in the big woods you know what i mean you we just go up there squirrel hunting rabbit hunting and picking blackberries and stuff like that she drugged me all through by and i don't even remember what stopped her in the end i don't remember um but you know i was in a runaway 
wagon. If the team gets away from you, you just when you're a little kid. So I was handling horses when I was a little kid. Now it's hard to imagine putting like I wouldn't put my 17 year old in, in some of the stock predicaments I was in. You know what I mean with livestock. <laughs> But I remember being eight, eight, nine years old and having a big team of horses or a big team of mules and in an old uh, 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 buckboard wagon, you know what I mean? Try to work them and stuff because you'd have to work these horses to get them right, you know, before you do whatever you were doing. And uh, I had a team of horses blow up on me one time because what you do is you'd put the you'd put the new young horse with an old horse. And hope the old horse would kind of keep her in line, keep him in line, whatever. So, but I was always told, hey, if you, if the team breaks off, all you do is you just jump down in the wagon, and you, and they'll come to a stop. They'll get to a place that they'll, they'll it's really bad advice when I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> it's really bad advice. But the point was, when you lose a range or something, you don't reach down and try to grab them like in the movie you know tom mix and get control of his team or whatever you just got to jump back in the wagon so i had this cross uh, uh buckboard wagon and this team blew up on me and it was now the wagon was rubber tires i had it and i jumped this wagon. i was probably nine or ten years old and i had to and you're driving over this rough terrain kind of the same place i got drugged but a little different and you're like a you're like a squirrel climbing up a, 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 a heat duck or something. You got a foot and a hand on one side of that wagon and a foot and hand on the other side of the wagon trying to keep you in it as you're, as you're bounding. You know what I mean? You're like a flying squirrel. And, and finally, bam, it came to a halt. And what they'd done was one went on one side of the tree, a tree and the other went on the other. And, and, oh, it, and it, yeah, well, it hit the tongue and broke the tongue. Yeah, it hit the it crossed tree and broke the tongue of this wagon. So I've been in some predicaments, but nothing beats, hey, nothing beats, nothing beats getting drugged 350 feet. So, or 350 you, yards. That's uh, in my head. What? How did you, I mean, can you imagine? How did you not have a concussion? Yeah, that could have killed you. I probably did. There was no concussion protocol on the farm. You, you know what I had to do? I, You know, I come back because what happened is I'm dragging. My 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 jacket and my shirt, t-shirt, and all that—it's getting pulled up by every. You know what I mean? So by the time she comes to stop, they're up there on my hands. You know what I mean? They're up there around my neck and hands because you get, you in got my nothing. sides are all. Yeah, because nothing stops it. You know what I mean? It's getting pulled. You're getting drugged. You know, you're getting drugged. Hey, so that's in my head. Fast forward about 1997 or eight. I don't remember. In the mid late 90s, you know, I had an uncle who lived out Lyme in Colorado, and and he was always asking me to come out and go elk hunting. You can come out here and I'll take you riding in the mountains. I'll take you riding. We'll go out and elk hunt. So I took a week of vacation and I go up there with a bunch of cousins of mine. These old boys are rough now. They are, they are rough. You know, there's a couple of them, I guess, that are troopers and stuff, but most of them. At the time, were either guys that were either in the Marine Corps, getting out of the Marine Corps, or working in a brick plant or a factory of some sort. You know what I mean? Just rough, rough dudes are my age, but good old blue collar, hard working. And I got this crazy uncle that, oh, I, you know, I don't care how many people showed up, he always had a horse. You know, he'd go to the sale and buy these horses, and they weren't that, maybe not that good. You know, I called it bucket string. When I tell the story around, around around uh, the family get-togethers, I call it Billy Joe's bucket string. You know, that's what we took up there in the mountains. 
and we're up here on this mountain, I don't know, 8,500 feet or so, not real high, but high enough. And I shot this elk. I shot a bull elk. And my uncle gets there. My other uncle gets there. And we, he's got a pack mule. And we quartered this elk out. We actually, and one of the other guys shot elk. So we had two elk quartered up in this, these, I mean, it looked like something out of Western Horseman magazine. Or I don't even know what they got nowadays because I'm not in the horses like I was when I was a kid. But <laughs> but it looked like something out of the movies. You know, it was looked like, like, yeah. like the Marlboro Man meets, you know, the Beverly Hillbillies or something. So, so my uncle, we got my buddy's elk quartered up, my elk quartered up. My uncle's got them in these pack mules and pack saddles, just like the one I got drug in. Now he's going to take off down the hill, and I got this black horse, and I forgot what her name was. You know, they all had catchy horses or horse names, you know. And yeah, yeah. But she was she was kind of about half flighty before she see all the dead elk. But when you start gutting and cleaning all that blood and stuff, some of these horses really get spooked, right? So I got her tied up short. Why, do they think they're they're next or something? I don't know. Yeah, it's the smell of it or something. You know what I mean? And and I got, you know, so I'm going to get on from the uphill side. And I'm going to get on her before I, I, because she she feels like she's going to take off. So I'm going to get on her and I'm going to untie her while I'm mounted. That way, I'm at least, you know, half in control of her. So, I uh, I climb aboard, untie her, and she immediately starts, like, crab-legging on the side of this 8,500-foot mountain. And and for blue, and at the same time, I'm looking down the trail, and my uncle's got all these pack sales, and I flashed back to getting drugged when I was a kid. Oh, boy. So, I thought, yeah, so I thought she's going to roll down the mountain, and, and you know, when they... When you get on them things, especially on terrain like that, you, you really want to jump to the upper hillside, just like a tractor. Now, there, a horse is easier to jump off of than a tractor, but it's still precarious. So when I thought she was going over, because she started stumbling on this mountain, I jumped off to the uphill side, and she ran six miles all the way back to camp. I was on foot. <laughs> she didn't stop till she got to the stock trailer. Down wow. trailhead. <laughs> so, so you were, so you were right. Yeah. So she didn't yeah. drug you for six miles. It she would have drug you for six miles. So I'm walking, and my uncle hollers back, oh, "I'm going to take you elk down to the trailer. I'll come back and get you." And, and you so probably just I'm said, walking. No, "I don't know. No I'm walking. Thanks, I, I don't walk. know. You know, I'm walking. I don't know for an hour. I don't know how long I'm walking. But the next thing you know, here's my uncle coming back, and I never, I never dreamed he'd come back." And he said, oh, you got to get back down there. And I said, what do you mean? He said, game and fish is down there. And game wardens are there. And they caught me with these elk. And I didn't have a yours tagged. And you weren't with me. And I said, you liar. He goes, no, I'm serious. So he gives me a different horse, gets me back down there. And there's no game wardens. And I said, you liar. And my other uncle goes, no, they were just here. They were just here. They're going to come back. And a few minutes later, come around in the corner. is Dodge short bed, three-quarter ton. These dudes get out and look like Sam Elliott and Tom Selleck back in the day. You know, like Marlboro, the Marlboro yeah. man. Two Marlboro mans with uniform shirts and blue jeans. And they say, which one you use, Jeffrey? And, hey, I've got, I'm bleeding from the face because I got into some brush on the dismount. So I got dried blood on my face and my eyes all scratched up. And I said, and I didn't have the heart to tell him. I was a state trooper by this time. I didn't have the heart to tell him that. And, uh. 
I said, me, and he goes, oh, you did fall off your horse, did I? And I said, well, it's kind of a, it was kind of a controlled dismount, you know, kind of an ejection. If I was in the Air Force, you'd call it an ejection. But, but uh, <laughs> so I handed him my tag, and he goes, you got the other half, or he was looking at the elk. One of them was looking at the elk, and the other one was talking to me. And then he goes, you got the other half, and I said, yeah. And he said, oh, you tagged it wrong. You put the there was a part that was supposed to go on the carcass, and a part that was supposed to stay in my billfold, and I had them backwards because by the time I got down there, I was steaming cross-eyed from. <laughs> jumping off his horse and walking four miles at 8,500 feet or whatever it was, you know. Hey, the year before, and I'm going to finish with this story, the year before, they're on you all the time to come out there and ride, you know what I mean? These guys are hard, hard core riders, you know what I mean? And my 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 aunt, my 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 dad's sister, had married this guy into the family, and just a good, sweet, gentle man, which was completely odd for the family. Her first husband had been kind of ruffian and, and she had divorced him years ago and, and, and she had met a nice gentleman, you know, in her, when she was in her fifties and he was in her fifties. So he, she'd brought this guy into the family. Right. So he'd always, he's a deer hunter from, you know, Missouri. And, you know, of course, when this, when the uncle said her brother, his new brother-in-law said, hey, you need to come out to Colorado, ride with some mountains. I'll take you up the mountains. He took that bait. He didn't know. So he goes out there, he goes out there for Colorado elk hunting the first time. And it's kind of the same deal. And the problem is most of these boys go every year, so they got their own space. So even though they invite you, as soon as open morning gets there, you're on your own because they're all going to their secret place to kill an elk, you know. So much like me, they put him on some bucking stock and he wasn't a, even a, a rider to any extent. He gets bucked off and breaks his leg. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Gets bucked off and breaks his leg. And and my cousins, his new nephews and stuff, you know, because he's married into this family. Hey, and his name is David. Hey, David, we'll come back and get you in a couple hours. We're going to see what's out here first. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to waste that first few hours of opening morning caring oh. for a dude that they really don't know. He just married into the family. I mean, he's sort of family, yeah. but he's, he's by you know what I mean? He's in the family, but he ain't. You know, he's brand new he, rookie. He's a he's rookie family member. You know what I mean? He's, he's not, not. He's not worth. Yeah. He's not worth missing an elk. Right. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? He's like on probation. He's like a probation family member, right? So, so, and his horse also, like mine, ran down. You know, I just just ran off. Just ran off. Now she, his horse is real dumb because she couldn't find the trailer because some strangers picked her up. But his rifles in that scabbard. But he's got it like all these people from out here that go out there. The first thing they want to do is but he's got to have a gun. He's got to have a pistol for bears. You know, that's what you think. So he's got this big 44 Magnum. So he's laying there with a broken leg. And he's kind of going in shock. And then <laughs> he's got he started getting some diarrhea. So he's got a wow. He's got a, yeah. So he's finally he can't hold it no longer. He's got to take a he, he takes about three layers of clothes off. He, he he takes you know multiple dumps or whatever in in the woods. I don't know how you'd say that. But he he's got to wipe his bottom with his t shirt, throw it away, and and then it starts snowing on him. So he gets panicky. So he takes that forty four magnum. 
and he shoots three shells like they teach you. You know, that's like the sign, international sign of distress back in the 20s or 30s. They'd say, you know, 1800s. That's because people didn't waste ammo. Nowadays, you know, people shoot 20 times and nobody goes over and checks on them. So he shoots three shots thinking somebody's going to come check on him, and they don't. And then he shoots three more shots, and nobody come and checked on him. And there was only six bullets he had, you know. So now he can't even kill himself. <laughs> 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 That's how rookie he is. He didn't know you're supposed to keep the last bullet for yourself. And <laughs> so finally, some strangers, some strangers. So the family never even. No, well, never even I, no. So some so some strangers found him after the fuselage of 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 44 mag bullets and they 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 don't even scoop him up they go and get help and he ends up i mean you know they probably i don't even know what emergency services cost out there but you know all these wannabe heroes come and rescued him off the mountain and and that's when my uncle showed up the one that invited him and what do you mean they left you up here my boys left you up here yeah, you know, they were going to go out. Well, I'm going to, where's the horse at? And when it ran off. So, but it had a little skip of snow. So my uncle, not even worried about the new uncle, his new brother-in-law, you know, he's going to go get his horse back. And and so he's trailing the snow and gets in kind of a half confrontation. Uh, uh, you know, meets these guys. They find his horse. Some random elk hunters find his horse with a rifle on it, r- running down the snow-capped mountain. At the same time, these rescue people are, are, are flying the broke femur. I think it was a femur. Maybe it wasn't a femur. Maybe it was a tib fib. Whatever. But they ended up bringing a helicopter in and flying him off of this mountain. At the same time, my other uncle finds these people and he says, hey, that's my horse. Well, how do we know it's your horse? He said, because I'm telling you it's my horse. And they said, well, we don't know. We don't. You could you could just be lying to us. And my uncle, I mean, he's a big old burly. I mean, Union truck driver teamster. He's retired now, but you know, teamsters like the Marine Corps. Once a teamster, always a teamster. Anyway, he's got a big old beard, and and, and finally he looks at him. And he says, "Ask the horse." <laughs> and they said, "Now we know you're joking." He said, "Well, this is the problem. You see that helicopter taking off up there with that dude? That was the last guy that said this was his horse. So you can either give me my ride." And they gave him the horse. But, so he didn't come back the next year. He told me, he said, you really going out there? I said, I'm going out there. He goes, well, just be careful. It's rough. I said, you're not going back? He goes, hell no, I ain't going back. Hell no, I ain't going back. Uh, you know what? The best part about this story is, is that Tim Loveless is, you know, because he's a big hunter. He's going to love the, this. is going to be his favorite story he's ever heard. Uh, from the Ozark Hour. Hey, you, hey, when you tell him, you tell him I'm sending him out. Hey, I'm sending personal invitation to you to come out and go hunting with me. He can meet some of these people. We probably <laughs> won't get on horseback. <laughs> I gotta think that the the, 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 the spirit, the spirit is still there. The spirit is still there. <laughs> the spirit is still there. The spirit is still there. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that was a great. Hey, that was a great story. That might have been better than the tractor story. Like, that one was well, very, very good. Very my old good. man was really well. My old man was more. He was gonna. He was gonna farm with horses. But it was back in you know Mother Earth news in the seventies. You know, worried Mother about the Earth news. Type. Mother yeah. Earth news. My dad was a. You know what I mean? I, you, yeah. 
and it was one of those deals that you don't need. You know, I never had. I I was. This is no kidding. Now I was forty. Hold on, let me think here. I was forty six years old before I owned a four wheeler. You know, when I was a kid in the eighties, remember everybody had three wheelers and they got four wheelers and all that stuff. Oh yeah. I was forty six years old before I got a four wheeler. Because my old man, you want a four wheeler? Take that. You know, take that chestnut horse over there and ride her. I said, she's wild, Dad. She bucks. Well, if you ride her enough, she'll polish off. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Midweek Howl. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. God only knows what's hiding in that shadow. God only knows what's hiding in that shadow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.